Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am an alcoholic in recovery, and I'm speaking with Patrick C., a very dedicated sponsee that's uh, helping others, doing the deal. I'm very pleased to have him come in on a weekly basis and let you know what we're doing for our recovery this week or this month. And here we go. Enjoy. Thank you. It's not rehearsed. Hey, Patrick. Hey, good morning, Fernando. How are you? Oh, good morning. We're going to do a little talking before I start recording, so we won't have to, you know, start talking right off the bat. We'll prepare ourselves. <laughs> All right. How are you? How's the everything over there? How was your everything work? Everything good? You able to get out? You're on the car right now? I'm in the car. I'm uh, right at the beach right now, looking at uh, some of the tankers and ships and everything, waiting to come in. Uh, checking out seagulls and the early morning walkers, dog walkers, and beachcombers and meditators and all of that. Everybody's a lot. Uh, sun, sun's just coming up over the horizon. You got Pretty your nice. co- you got your coffee. I got my coffee, my fuel. Yes, my provisions are all here. God provided. <laughs> where, did, where did you uh, pick up some coffee? At the a block away from the house. Man, you are rich. I don't even do that. It just costs too much for me for my budget. Seven eleven. They they have a pretty good special. You get any size coffee and a muffin for two dollars. Really? Not not bad. Yeah, and you know the local the local flavor was as usual out in front, wishing you a good morning along with asking you for some spare change and all that. Just oh, another uh, another day down here at the beach, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's God's but, secret kingdom, you know, helping those people out there with a little something warm. Huh? Yeah, I helped um, Sammy move yesterday. She finally got back with her children and her mom and dad, Wonderful. which is good. And I told wow. her, you uh, that's a uh, successful mission accomplished. You came here and you're a great example of what the house is for. You know, you came in, you, you had some things you wanted to take care of, and you were. she was very fortunate it all happened pretty quickly, too, and she handled it quite well. Hey, man, tell her if uh, if she doesn't read any of your books, uh, pass them on. Pass them on if you get a chance. Oh, uh, she did. When I was helping her clean her car, she had a number of books in her car about uh, prayer, meditation, the 12 steps, um, books I'd never heard before, like one book was called Emergencies You Can Use, no, Prayers to Use in Case of Emergencies. Now, that, hey, that that's pretty neat. Uh, that's when most people are driven to pray anyway, right? Right, right. That's Got pretty it. cool. That, that book seemed to have everyone's bases covered. All right. You know, so the, <laughs> the so how long was you, you uh-huh. When you're in the drunk tank. Oh, God, get me out of here, please. You that's know right. those. Those kind yes. of emergency prayers we all kind of go through. So uh, give me a, re- remind me again. She was in there for how long and what was the problem? She came in and she was almost like a scared puppy that you had to, you know, bring her out of that, right? She came in uh, in uh, the 1st of August, stayed for just about four months. Uh, she came in uh, 
what attracted me to her at first was uh, when she introduced herself, she was tired of this uh, cycle of um, relapse. Mm -hmm. And that struck a chord with me right there. And then someone mentioned that she liked art a lot and said, oh, you should go talk to Patrick. So we started talking and then we kind of hit it off right away. We just started going for walks at night talking about basically our similarities uh, with our experiences and how we reacted to things. You know, oh, yeah, you did that, too. And, and then what happened? What was the fallout from that? And ex almost exactly the same. Very parallel stories that, uh, I don't know, we were just kind of drawn together in that way. And uh, she, uh, she, I never heard her raise her voice at one time or say, oh, poor me. Or she never got into the self-pity thing. She's like, well, uh, how can I do this? And I said, well, hop in my car. We'll go to the courthouse and take care of this now. You know, and so she did. And I'm not her sponsor or anything. And I and whenever she came up with a an issue or something, I said, well, run it by your sponsor or, you know, if that doesn't work, you know, get input from any as many people as possible, myself included. I'd be happy to help you with whatever I can. So, um, yeah, she was a joy to hang around with and be with. And, uh, you know, she's only across town and um, we'll be seeing a lot more of each other in the future that's, and, that's, and that's wonderful really cool. and that's she's cool. got she's got her parents blessings uh her children are happy uh her domestic life so far and i told her please be on guard of your newfound sense of freedom it could be very very dangerous you know to someone like you and me all of a sudden you know we we achieve something and uh, we think we got a little breathing room now and then Next thing you know, we got a little time to ourselves. We look over our shoulder and say, hey, you know what? No one really, no one is looking this time. And no one will know if I do this. And I said, uh, I told her, Sammy, you know, eventually we get sloppy and we get caught. Mm -hmm. And we end up worse than we were when we started out the last time. So I just wanted to leave her with those words of my my own experience. Did she pick up so, any any commitments of any of the meetings you guys went to? Uh no, she was fairly new. She said she would like to. She had a lot going on. She had changed jobs. She got this really cool job. She started out working at a place called Amvets. It's like a, a secondhand thrift store that it's a charity and all the proceeds supposedly go to American uh, military veterans. And then um, she had some health issues, took some time off and got this really cool job, kind of like as a counselor, placing uh, people in transition into for recovery homes things like that and she's absolutely in love with her job and her co-workers and it's local and so uh, I said uh, at one point she was kind of down on herself and she says I really need a miracle and I said how do you know one's not already in progress right now you just don't know about it she goes oh I said just be patient just be patient and lucky for me <laughs> things came through otherwise I'd look like dirt <laughs> yeah that's nego signer uh fernando but uh yeah you know i said just be patient and she did have a faith in god and she uh -huh. would do her her every morning she'd get up really early all by herself go get her a little iced coffee at mcdonald's and head over here to the beach and do her meditation and head off to work and i was kind of lucky i'd be the first one she would text every morning good morning i'm going to the beach and um i'll talk to you later this morning and she'd text me all day, every day, throughout the day, which was really cool. Amen. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be a proud of her life, and I'm, I'm quite
quite uh, proud of what she's done so far. And I, I let her know that all the time. And I don't stroke her ego or anything like that, because uh, that's the worst thing that can happen to us. That's sometimes. right. That's right. That's right. And uh, man, you, you became a, a big brother to her in the midst of her need. You know, what a what a blessing, you know, to have someone in there strong and and uh, uh, and the authority of your words are over her head. And it makes her for a safe um, dealing with things. That's someone yeah. you can rely on an experience. It's, that's uh, awesome. That's that's there. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she uh, she came into my life, and she hasn't left, and I'm so so happy that she is in my life. She's uh, she's an added bonus to recovery. People like her, I really think so. Yes, so. that's wonderful. I I have a reading here for us. Is out of the twelve and twelve, and see, it's. Uh, it's on page 116 of uh, the 12th step. Uh, it says, uh, when we develop still more, we discover the best possible source of emotional stability to be God himself. We found that dependence upon his perfect justice, forgiveness, and love was healthy and that it would work where nothing else would. If we really depend upon God, we couldn't very well play God to our fellows nor we will feel the urge wholly to rely on human protection and care. These were the new attitudes that finally brought many of us an inner strength and peace that could not be deeply shaken by the shortcomings of others or by any calamity not of our own making. It kind of reminds me of what Sammy did when she went to go park and had some breathing room to hook up with the stability of God himself through the readings and meditations Effort, yeah. and then go out to the day and not really rely on human protection. But, you know, if I can't have my daily meditation and time, life gets confusing. And when I came in, I didn't even have a connection like that. So she's she's doubly blessed. She's already had a, a similar taste of what a higher power can do. You know, we weren't suspicious of God. We weren't scared of God. You know, it's just... The display of the way AA displays it out there for us is just palatable. You know, I was able to consume it because it was all humble people showing me what what happened to them, not telling me anything. Um, it says right here, it goes on to say on page 116, this new outlook was we learned something especially necessary to us alcoholics. For alcoholism had been a lonely business, even though we had been surrounded by people who loved us. But when we, but when self-will had driven everybody away and our isolation had become complete, it caused us to play the big shot in cheap bar rooms and there fare for it alone on the streets to depend upon the charity of pacifiers. We were still trying to find emotional security by being dominated or dependent on others. Even when our fortunes had not ebbed that much, and we nevertheless found ourselves alone in the world. And that is my story. Thank you, God, for Alcoholic Anonymous, the 12 step program, any 12 step program that has developed Gamblers Anonymous, uh, Sex Anonymous, Marijuana Anonymous, Cocaine, Narcotics Anonymous, uh, Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah. I was wondering if they have, um, you know, 
Optimist Anonymous. Don't be too optimistic. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you know, don't. <laughs> you might be giving someone an idea. <laughs> well, well, I, I always thought, you know, I've always kind of been a little, not jealous in a bad way, but I've always kind of admired people that can go about um, life with like a very positive, optimistic attitude day in, day out. My aunt, uh, my late aunt was a great example of that. Never, ever heard her speak ill of anybody ever. It was always for the, everything was always for the better. She was very spiritually grounded, uh, believed very much in Christ, um, and always looked for the best in people, the best in situations. And, uh, you know, not just a guy like me can learn from her, but uh, it seems everybody around, everyone she touched throughout her life said the same thing. And I just wonder where where does that come from in people, not just my aunt, but a lot of people that we all run across like that. I mean, where does that come from? Is it something you're wired with at birth? Is it something that they had some bad experience and they just did a complete 180 in, at some point in their life and thinking, you know, everything can't be as bad as it was before. So here's a brand new day. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful question. I think it comes from. Uh, um being humiliated <laughs> well being, I, being, and looking back and then having a god giving you a touch a sense of humor where that hum <coughs> that memory doesn't eat up your lunch to live in the now it's an extremely good question good topic sir yeah well you know about my aunt and this is and i'm not saying this is because of it's she's my aunt but she told me of her very humble beginnings in the uh, great depression she was born in 1920 so 1929 rolls around and you know the the financial world and everything around the financial world our world was turned upside down and uh they uh, they had to do without you know my aunt and my grandmother and they know what it's like for hardship in their life and especially my grandmother who came from another country so i guess you know it could be the spirit of just being here in america where they're completely free and you know the whole world is an open door for them and you know in the form of opportunity or mm -hmm. you know even though we're going through a great depression here it certainly isn't as bad as it could be in another part of the world and so it's people like that that always see the bright side and see the silver linings in, in the in the potentially worst of uh, situations and what life throws their way. And they seem to handle it just quite well. They seem to have that coping mechanism that alcoholics like me don't have. It's like, how do I cope with this without blowing a gasket and getting drunk? Amen. People kind Amen. of, they, they have the means and, and the, the know-how to adjust, make the mental adjustments to their situations and just um, react accordingly. That's yeah. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, I have you know, a, uh, a quote you, right here. Let me insert yeah. a quote. It says, Summer, Somerset, Malgraham, what a name, Somerset. I can imagine no more comfortable frame of mind for the conduct of life than a humorous resignation. A humorous resignation. Yes. I know. I kind of know what it means, the spirit of what that means. It's, uh, you just kind of laugh it off. It's like, okay. It's like it's no big deal because what I've learned is chances are what's a huge deal right now in the center of my my negative attention, you know, three days later is something to laugh at. 
It's like, man, I can't believe I got so wound up over that, whatever that was. So I, I understand, you know, the ability to laugh at um, yourself, which I think is very important too. And it's very therapeutic, you know, to, to recognize your own faults and to be able to laugh at them and say, man, I was really acting really immature or that's not the way I should be acting if I'm a sober member of AA. It's not a very good example. Yeah, you know, you, you look back at your uh, your conduct when you when you're restored for, from a big uh, tragedy and so forth, and uh, you, you have a good sense of balance and the way things look at, and and everything seems humorous. Like I got a touch of of life, and, and because of that problem that I went through, that it, it I, uh, I I I uh, I look back and I. I really enjoyed my attitude towards situations and problems after I, I was rebuilding back in the real estate industry and, and the way my uh, comments were coming out. I looked back and I well, boy, I wish I could be that person again, you know, not to have things taken too seriously, but responding with humor. Uh, like there, Emma Bombeck says, when humor goes, there goes civilization. Um, <laughs> Flip Wilson said, "Get well." Cars have become so humorous that if you don't get sick, you're missing half the fun. Ah, uh, <laughs> I, I remember Flip Wilson. That guy was funny. Was it uh, uh what was the girl's name? Jermaine, or what we used to say the uh, uh, he used to play that girl, uh, Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine. Flip, Flip Wilson. Yeah, he dressed as a woman. Yeah. Was it Gerald? Yeah, yeah, Geraldine, I think. Yeah, he was, uh, was awesome. Yeah, he was like a cleaned up version of Aunt Esther, if you remember Aunt Esther. Yeah. From Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, you mentioned something at, right after we were talking about Sammy, and I was going to bring her up again, and uh, I'll probably send this to, you, to her anyway. So, yeah, Sammy, we're talking about you again. But, um, <laughs> There, there is kind of like a, a newness to where when you first come out of your fog from drinking, God is like the only thing that I was seeing and talking to and relying on. However, I've noticed that as I progressed and I began taking on more and more responsibilities, God kind of, I kind of like edged God out little by little saying, I can handle this. Whereas People like Sammy and you, and I'm trying to be like this, they start their day grounded and remember where they come from, saying, you know, let, let's uh, hand, let's start the day with God and take it from there. And uh, I, I wish I can remind myself to do that more often. And I know it's, it's not backbreaking work. All it is is just, you know, finding a place to get quiet and get right with God to begin your day. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and, and um, I notice when I do do that, um, I'm able to handle things and cope with things uh, in, in a bit, in a more mature fashion and a more methodical way. Take care of my issues instead of just going on impulse and uh, emotion. That is so true. We, uh, yeah. or, or worse yet, uh, drinking. Amen. And this is, uh, okay, God, I'm, here I am again. This is all you got to work with. What do we do now? You know? <laughs> yeah. 
in essence, yes. You know, the fact is that I've been trying to be perfect all my life, and I've been falling down. And God tells you, "I'll take you as you are, son." I'll, you know, and um, well, I got to get cleaned up before I, I start talking to God, right? I got to. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And but God is there, and He's all He's He's just, you know, uh, embodied on a lot of friends of mine where. At my lowest point, they just harmonious happen to be there with a good, good word, with a good sense of humor, with even with resources. Here, grab my card, do this. Um, I just look back and I said, it must have been the hand of God through that person helping me, you know. And and whenever I feel sad or something situation, I imagine that uh, compadre of mine that was so kind and so. Uh, you know, through those times when I was going through my divorce or separation, I was trying to live two lives or one, you know, visit my kids, not having a place to, to stay or coming home, coming to the town tired, lonely and hungry and uh, being very uh, cordial. Here's the keys to the house, Kompan. Here's a car for you, you know, the extra car. And it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, we all dream of someone doing like that for us. It's like, yeah, why doesn't someone give me the keys to their house, the keys to their car? But you know what? That actually has happened to me only through uh, being an example, just, you know, doing what's right and not drinking. You know, right. where where they used to change the locks when I left. Now it's, oh, here's the keys. Can you feed the cats, you know, twice a day and, uh, uh, you know, use the car if you need it to go around town, you know. That was my own family. They would change the locks. Imagine that. <laughs> Am I the first one that's ever happened to? No, no. I remember I said, there's no room for you here, Fernando, you know, and I come from another, uh, like I read, you know, I, I drank all my money, all my resources, and I'm coming back for yeah. uh, more help. And uh, it was just startling. I said, hey, you know, so used to coming home. All the rooms were filled. You, yeah. You're out of lock. And I had to move on. They have family members telling me to move on. So that's pretty yeah. sad. Amen. Yeah, that's a pretty low feeling. Yeah. But it, it's mm -hmm. also a it's also a catalyst to make make me look at myself and saying, geez, I can understand it. You know, I don't understand maybe once or twice they're saying it, you know, but all the time, maybe there's something wrong with me. Gee, you think. Well, you think, yeah, but, you know, it, uh -huh. it is getting doors slammed in your face and rejection and the dirty looks and and the phone call in the morning saying, do you know what you did last night? And, you know, enough of those pile up. And if you don't become immune to it uh, and you become a little sensitive to it, then you'll do something about it. Or I did. But um, it got at one point, it got to the point where I was so used to it. I didn't care anymore. You know, I. You know, you can call me all day long, every morning, tell me what I did the night before. I wouldn't care because by the time you called me, I'd I'd be halfway drunk all over again in the morning. So it really didn't matter. So, hey man, that's so true. But, yeah, you know that that's why they say sometimes you got to hit bottom. Uh, some of us have bottomless bottoms. Yeah, it's like the old saying is: is alcohol is in bottles, but alcoholism is in people. And alcohol has done its work. It has removed the sense of responsibility, the sense of pride, you know. Uh -huh. and I knock on somebody's door. I said, well, I, you can't do anything. Can I have a beer to go? 
you know, something derogatory and I continue to uh, not seen. Uh, so finally, uh, alcohol did his work. I got on my knees. I, I called out on God in desperation. Father helped me and he picked me up and took me to work and then to AA and I kept cleansing me. And to this day, that prayer is still working. You know, uh, I, I asked this protection and I was I was in a meeting yesterday and I was sharing how I felt like there was a two by four out there knocking me in the right direction when I would leave the 12-step program and go where I shouldn't be, like a dance hall where there was drinking and so forth. Uh-huh. I get hit with a two-by-four. You know, it was either a altercation or a, or a ticket or something that that hit me in the stomach, and I ran back to AA. This is a safe haven, safe place. And I, I said, wow, there's a God out there that's uh, he's, he's hanging on to that prayer right there. He's going to help me, and he's going to do what it takes. Instead of having the alcohol being my convincer anymore, it was, it was, it was coincidence and, and situations that was start, starting to convince me that I was in the right place with the right program, headed in the right direction with the right set of problems for my learning. Problems was the fuel uh, to, to get me to a destination. So the happiness is in the journey, you know, started achieving not only that we started achieving all those problems and paying off those bills, but we started getting uh, constructive imagination, I think, you know, and started moving forward to that because alcohol destroyed, you know, I couldn't keep an appointment to the next week. You make an appointment with me, I was kind of laugh at it. Ha, I'll probably end up in San Diego in a mo- with a motorcycle. And sure enough, uh, I wouldn't keep that for some so I'm glad to be here, fully clothed my right mind. I want to thank God for people like you that remind me, and you're right in the uh, cutting edge. How was your Thanksgiving in your uh, in the community there where you live? Uh, it was fine. It was really cool, low-key. Just um, Well, I had to remind everybody I already had a Thanksgiving at your place with Anna the Thursday prior. Beautiful. So I thought anything after that is a gift. So I thought, all right, you know, I don't normally travel or go too far from home on thanks on holidays like that. Anyway, there's too much chaos outside that front door on those kind of weekends. So I pitched in and I made some um, sweet potato mashed mashed them up and added all kinds of sweet stuff to it and raisins and stuff like that. Anyway, so I I wasn't a taker i was a giver i chipped in and it was nice and for once uh, a bunch of people at the house kind of sat around and broke bread with each other and just small talk and just getting to know each other a little bit more or you know like keeping up keeping up with whatever everyone else is doing we all know each other so it's kind of like you know getting current with everybody and it was all right it was uh, no drama that's the way it should be uh i personally uh was feeling thankful that you know uh i'm i was where i was on that day you know uh not in trouble not physically ill or in the hospital or on the street or on a bench drunk or you know all of the negative things so um just grateful for every little thing i had seriously and that's the purpose of the holiday beautiful amen and you know the thing is here in america there, there's a certain element or faction that want to say, well, 
they always have to bring out the negative aspect of say Thanksgiving while it's genocide against the indigenous people. And I'm thinking, you know what, uh, let's not get historical or political, but I think every culture all through the time have had days of Thanksgiving. You know, let's just say 10,000 years ago, the Mayans had a great crop and they would, you know, sacrifice some of it and give thanks to God, whoever they worship, say thank you for a bountiful year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I believe Thanksgiving, I don't think is uniquely American. I think it, it's a human thing throughout time and culture and geographic location and, and all of that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, similar like the thanks, like the Christmas spirit, you know, just love all the right around. And the other thing is, is I don't need a calendar day to tell me or remind me of how grateful and thankful I really am. Every day is every day. I just get in my car. I say, wow, a year ago, I didn't have this car, you know, or a year ago, I didn't have this nice pair of shoes. So I am thankful for that. A year ago, I didn't even have shoelaces for a pair of shoes or two years ago. So, yeah, yeah, every every little thing is to be noted and grateful for. I mean, I don't have an inventory list, uh, a long checklist of everything I, I, I'm grateful for every morning. Well, God, uh, yeah, I'm also thankful for my toothbrush, my toothpaste, my clean sheets. I don't go through that whole inventory thing of it. Just I'm grateful. That's all for everything. My situation, the people in my life, uh, the clothes on my back, a couple bucks in my pocket, gas in the car, just things like that. You know, that uh, connection, that valuable connection we have to God, who we're grateful to, is, uh, keeps us keeps us well-balanced, you know. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. God bless you. It's uh, 30 minutes on the dot, and uh, all is well. Would you, uh, would you please say a prayer, and let's go ahead and, uh, and, and we'll see you next Sunday. All righty. You want to lead? Yeah, let me go ahead and uh, say the promises, read the promises. If we're painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the worst serenity, and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitudes and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. And that's what we've been doing the last half hour. We've been working for a a joy with our higher power, a humorous day. Let's pray with the serenity prayer, please. God. God. Grant me the serenity serenity to to accept accept the things things I cannot cannot change. change. The courage, the courage to change, to change the things, things I, I can, can and the wisdom, the wisdom to know the difference. difference. Amen. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Indeed. Thank you so much again, uh, Patrick. Appreciate your friendship. And yeah, we had 
excellent turkey that day when my wife cooked that turkey for us. Yeah, that was the most perfect turkey I ever had. It was, and whatever spice she used was perfect. So I'm going to be expecting that for Christmas, uh, Easter. Uh, you Can you just put a notation to Anna for that? She'll be expecting me. You bet. I'll go ahead and uh, revise and approve her uh, next 45 days. I got her at 45-day approval. Been okay, so can you put her on notice now? I please? certainly will. Sure. <laughs> Just say it's it's a request, not a demand. Amen. A request. All right. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Patrick. I'll talk to you. God bless okay, you, everyone. Fernando. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye, Fernando. Bye now.